I am Plot on the Line in Vancouver, British Columbia at thecommentary.ca. It doesn't matter what part of the city one finds themselves in, or any city for that matter. Masks are an expected way of life now. They're also all over the place. They fall accidentally or carelessly and have become part of the litter that we see on busy and not-so-busy streets. The resemble of this pandemic, and they're a reminder of the ongoing insidious emergency of of the accumulation of waste. My uh, guest now, Michelle Leone Huseman, has created art during the pandemic. First was her collection of photographs, an unexpected collection. It showcased uh, photographs of wooden spoons broken during the banging of pots for the 7 p.m. cheer for first responders. I'll ask her about that collection, and we'll discuss her current showcase, Global Pandemic, which is a collection of photographs that depict masks that have been safely collected from streets and sidewalks throughout Vancouver, which have been arranged to be photographed in various configurations. I'll get Michelle to tell us about what she's seen and what she depicts. The exhibit begins tomorrow, Wednesday, the 3rd of March, and runs until the 10th of April. It's at the Dell Shindell Gallery, 5800 University Boulevard at UBC. Admission is free. I'll ask Ms. Huseman about uh, how she takes the photographs and how they're printed. It's a 19th century technique called tricolor bichromate gum over palladium. Michelle Huseman is a uh, graduate of uh, Ryerson and Emily Carr University. Visit michellehuseman.com for more, as well as shindelgallery.ca. Please uh, welcome to the Plant Online program, uh, Michelle Leone Huseman. Ms. Huseman, good morning. Hi, nice to speak with you. Nice to talk to you. Um, we're seeing masks all over the place, on mm-hmm. the street, um, and and I saw some of the images for, for this exhibition, and it, it just makes for such a compelling uh, work uh, of art. Um, what, what were you seeing that, that inspired you to, say, include the mask in your work? Uh, yeah, so I... I started seeing masks um, on the ground around November 2020, and I had a puppy, so Uh I was walking a lot, and so I had dog bags with me, so I just started picking them up, (laughs) I guess out out of a responsibility of, you know, somewhat cleaning up, and um, most of them were... The blue, the plastic mask. Yeah, the, the blue, the blue white ones. That were yeah, there. the discarded, um, or sorry, the the uh, re, uh, what do you call that? The medical. Uh, the medical masks. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. and so I found a lot of the blue ones. I found a lot of black ones, but then I also started finding some of the cloth masks mm, as well. Right. And yeah, it's fascinating to think about how we've progressed over the last two years. Um, yes. <laughs> November 2020 is a fascinating time because that's when people really started wearing masks. Exactly. And then uh, they started going with the, with the cloth masks because it was, uh, 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 I guess some people thought it was environmentally friendly, yes. uh, fashionable even. Mm-hmm. And then um, then we were told that they weren't as safe, say. And then and then um, I, I've started seeing a K or N95. Yeah, 95 masks. Yeah, yeah so. I've, I've found a lot more of those recently. Mm, right. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the, the plastic in the blue and the black masks is what kind of got to me first mm. um, because those masks will be around for a longer period of time than we will be. 
And so I started thinking about the environmental effects of the of the pandemic, along with the environmental pandemic that we're uh, that we're also facing. So I thought, why not put them together? And it's it's a marvelous way to to think about these two, I guess, parallel pandemics as they mm-hmm. as they sort of cross over, come together, if you will. Yeah. Um, because we are wasting a lot, aren't we? Um, we sure are. Pre-pandemic and, and um, during as well. Yeah, and I think that uh, it had kind of got to a point just before the pandemic that people were starting to think about bringing their reusable bag mm-hmm. and bringing, you know, um, using your own coffee mug and that sort of thing, and then all of a sudden we had to make a huge switch. And, and we couldn't bring our own mugs to the coffee shop. Exactly. Anymore, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, by the way, you mentioned, Michelle, that you were picking these things up. You, you, hopefully you were doing them safely. I was, yes. Yeah. I had dog bags with me, so oh. I would put them in the, <laughs> in the dog bags while I walked around the neighborhood. I have uh, also met somebody who, uh, someone named David Papineau, who is a plogger, uh, which is a runner and... Uh, someone who collects garbage at the same time, mm. and he's actually uh, collected 29,000 masks. Wow. So some of the collection came from that as well. So we, I noticed that he lived in the same neighborhood as me and on Instagram, and so I was in contact with him to see if I could find some of the masks that I wanted to use for the project. So some of them came from there. Some of them I collected, and others I actually uh, got from the Nextdoor Neighborhood app And because people can't recycle the cloth masks either because uh-huh. you can't donate them anywhere and that sort of thing. So, yeah, so there's quite a collection of masks from different places. Yeah, and so I was going to ask you what part of town, but, I mean, it doesn't matter what part of town you live here, say, in Vancouver. Yes. Um, yeah. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. They? Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, they're everywhere. Yeah. So, what do you, what do you yeah. think it says about us, Michelle, that, that we um, seemingly discard these things without thought? I mean, I can understand someone say uh, a mask falling out of their pocket mm-hmm. accidentally, but I mean, yeah. a lot of it looks, uh, um, you know, uh, not accidental, if you will. Correct. Um, I actually have a whole. Uh, group of them that I call them bow ties uh, because people <laughs> right. have actually folded them up, yeah. rolled them, tied it with the elastic bands, and thrown them away. Yeah. <laughs> that takes effort. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not something that I do. Uh, one of my prints is actually called Litterbug, and um, it's a lot of the masks. Um, and to me, it forms a face, mm. and the face um, to me represents the litter bug. And uh, I don't know if you're familiar with um, the little song that goes. It's a, a children's song, "Litter Bug, Litter Bug, Shame on You." Uh-huh. But it's taken from the short animation film of Donald Duck, and um, and he goes around and he throws garbage everywhere, and then. All the plants and animals get very upset with Donald Duck and uh, and um, start calling him, uh, start saying to him, "Litter bug, litter bug, shame on you." So there's actually quite a, a, an area in the uh, gallery that has five different litter bugs 
they're all the same negative, uh-huh. um, but because they're all unique prints, they all come out differently. So you can actually see uh, how the printing goes um, from looking at these litter bugs because you'll see the edges of the hand-painted photographs and you'll see the yellows and the blues and the magentas on the sides, uh-huh. but it, it actually makes the photograph of the litter bug from the negative. So that you, makes sense. Sure, yeah. So, so you, you, you take the, the, the masks and you make mm-hmm. your, your um, arrangement, if you will, or you, you mm-hmm. make the piece of art, and then you photograph it. So when we go to uh, the, the Dell, uh, Shindell Gallery there at UBC, yeah. we will see photographs. Is that right? You will see photographs, yeah. It, they're done in a, in a 19th century technique, uh-huh. and it's called uh, uh, gum bichromate, tricolor gum bichromate over palladium. And so, basically, it has four layers to the the actual to make the photograph. So you have four different negatives, and each negative has um, you'll have a palladium that you put onto the base, uh-huh. and then um, and then they're exposed to a UV machine, and then what's what's left on there will stay on and then you add your yellow and then you add your magenta and you add your cyan to create one photograph. So it's actually a, a, about a five-day process for each photograph. And do you do that here in Vancouver? I do not. No, I go to Toronto. Uh-huh. Um, I've been working with a, with a, a printer there and he's teaching me how to do this process. So I've the first um, collection that I did, the, an unexpected collection, uh-huh. uh, I watched him while he was printing, and then this particular exhibition is all printed by me. So, so you're talking to a layperson who doesn't, uh, I barely take photographs with my telephone. Um, <laughs> so, so what do you, do you use a, a camera? So what, can, what kind of camera do you use to take the photograph? So the interesting part about this is I actually use a digital uh, camera. So uh-huh. I have a Z6, uh, Nikon Z6, uh-huh. and I photograph it um, with that. And then the negatives are actually printed out individually from, like, a, it's a CKMY um, negative. So there's four different negatives to make the layer. And then the printing technique is where the 19th century technique comes in. Okay, um, so you you weren't so you didn't have like those those box cameras with and you were underneath a blanket or anything like that, right? No, you can <laughs> you can do it that way though. Oh, you can. Yeah. Yep, there's a lot of people that use the large format cameras to do it that way. Um, I just choose to do the digital um, the digital camera way. I think it's kind of neat that we're that I can take um, up to date technology yeah. of a camera and use a 19th century technique printing and the longevity of the printing is there so the these photographs will actually last 500 plus years uh-huh. um, because of the palladium base and um, yeah so I, I think that uh, with this particular um, exhibition I really wanted to express um, I wanted to have something that was lasting and meaningful. Yeah. And, uh, you know, our children are, well, we're all being affected by right. the pandemic. But I'm just, I wanted to make people aware of 
how our children will be affected, and that's why I ended up pairing them with nursery rhymes and stories. Uh, each of the photographs are paired with uh, nursery rhymes or songs. Right, or what we'd call the captions, if you will. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, but back to the, the uh, actual photographs once they're printed. You, mm-hmm. you said something a moment ago that I found fascinating. Um, if you print one, mm-hmm. or in, in one case, in one installation, four, they're they're not all the same. No, so they're so it would be considered it, it's considered a, what's called a unique limited edition. So there will only be three. I only print three of each image, uh-huh. except for the litter bugs. There's five, uh-huh. um, but that's it. So uh, so every time you print, your yellow may not. Uh, your yellow layer may not be the same as the yellow layer you did on the past photograph. Mm. Same with the magenta and the cyan and the palladium. So they're all a little bit different. Like some of them will have cool tones that come out and some of them will have warm tones that come out. So it's it's kind of fascinating because you never know what I'll you're going to get yeah. <laughs> until, until it appears. In the in the water when you're rinsing off the the pigments and the palladium, so yeah, it's pretty. It's fun. Yeah, so I love it. <laughs> yeah, I, I've always wondered about um, uh, f- photographers and, and what they see, say in the viewfinder, as opposed to what's actually printed. Mm-hmm. Can can you see the, the if you will as you're you're looking through mm-hmm. the lens, if you will, the, the the finished product, or does that come through the process of when it's actually being printed? Um, somewhat. Uh, so I, it, you know it. It's the the way the um, printing is done. I wouldn't know exactly where the reds and the or the magentas and the yellows mm-hmm. and the cyans are going to turn out, but I do have an idea of of what the photograph is going to look like. Um, and then it's playing. You know, I still use Photoshop to play around with the colors, and um, so if I want something to have a little bit more magenta in it. I can add that in, um, but yeah, it's it's um, it is yeah. The photographs themselves, I have the general idea. You know, it's, it, it is a, a digital photograph, mm-hmm. and then but the printing is what to me is what makes it um, like super unique yeah. and special. Um, yeah, because they are all all hand painted as well, so you know your brush strokes are never going to be the same in each place. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it's one thing for me to, as I was previewing some of the, the photographs on online, mm-hmm. to see them that way as opposed to say how they'll look in the gallery. Mm-hmm. Um, what sort of considerations are you uh, taking as the artist in terms of of say how the space will work and yeah. how the photographs are showcased? Yeah. So. Um, it's a beautiful gallery. Um, when they asked me to show up there, I was very excited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and uh, it's quite bright in there. There's a lot of natural light in there. And I was there yesterday installing and then today. So each day is different, to be honest, when mm-hmm. you look, um, depending on, you know, depending on what the weather is doing. Uh, but, yeah, it's, um, you know, I had the layout and I, and I had my ideas of what each photograph would be, and so I knew approximately how many I wanted to show. 
and I almost feel like I could still do 30 different ones. (laughs) I have so many masks, but um, I do have one little unique corner um, where it's a bit of an installation as well um, with the litter bugs, and I've also done... um, I I I haven't I haven't told anyone this yet, but there will be a, a quilt up there as well that's mm. made out of discarded masks. So yeah, so that's all protected in a plexi box, and um, you know, um, but it, it's also part of the show as well. So so once you photograph the thing, you didn't just throw them out as well, right? Did you? No, yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah, that's so. all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what to do with all the masks I have, but I do know that um, the the runner that I met, he's actually saving some of them because he's hoping that there is going to be a spot where we can recycle them. I mm. think up at the hospital, right? Uh, I think at St. Paul's they do actually have a recycling um, bin for used masks, but I don't know if you know, you can put the ones off the street in there. Sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, what, what do you, um, when I was reading up on you, uh, Michelle, mm-hmm. you, your previous exhibition was called An Unexpected Collection, and it was about, uh, you'd photograph wooden spoons that were used during the, the uh, 7 p.m. cheer, is that right? I did, yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, we, I have uh, a son and a daughter, and so every night at 7 p.m. we would go out and we would, you know, cheer on the the first the frontline mm-hmm. workers. And my daughter broke a wooden spoon, and I thought, oh, that's kind of neat. And I, I uh, so I took a photograph of it, and then my son broke a spoon, and then I broke a spoon, and then I thought, you know, but uh, we can't be the only family breaking <laughs> all these spoons. Yeah. So I uh, I actually went to uh, the Nextdoor app, which is like a neighborhood app. Yeah. I don't know if you know that. Um, but they uh, and I asked if people had any broken spoons uh, from the 7 p.m. cheer, and I ended up collecting 38 wooden spoons and having 32 photographs in that collection. And the response to that. Uh, that show did really, really well. It actually showed in Toronto as well. Mm. And, um, yeah, and the, and what I did is I also paired the stories. of I, I got everyone who gave me a spoon to write their story of what was going on for them during the time of, of lockdown and COVID. So I, I think that um, for especially for these two projects, for me, um, the historical part of yeah. COVID is what really resonated with me is that this is a time that I have never gone through, and a lot of people haven't, and so I wanted there to be a record of um, what people were feeling as well as, um, you know, what was going on at the time, and, you know, there, there's there's a lot of people that have taken pictures with of people with masks on and that sort of thing, but I just wanted to present it in a different way. Exactly. It's just a marvelous way because you're not only raising awareness as to these two sort of pan- uh, pandemics that were the, the one that we're living through and then obviously the mm-hmm. one of waste, um, yeah. but it, it, these are things that, that um, um, 
the COVID numbers, if you will, every day don't reflect the sort of when we look back in, in, in history. And you, uh, mm-hmm. you mentioned the 7 p.m. cheer. I mean, you know, that was a, a big part of a lot of people's lives as they went about in the city or at home, yeah. if you will. And then it just sort of disappeared. It came back a little bit. And a little then, bit, yeah. You know, and then it's, yeah. it's no longer um, a daily thing now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, it's a wonderful thing about art, isn't it, that, that you, can, you can not only raise awareness, but say, yeah, chronicle history. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and you know Vancouver wasn't the only place in the world sure, doing it. Yeah. They were doing it in New York and in Paris and in the UK and um, and Toronto. And so I think it, I think with that collection, it it resonated with especially with larger cities. But I think with the global pandemic series, I think majority of people are wearing masks, and so. Um, I think that more people actually more people have said that they resonate more with this project than they did with the 7 p.m. cheer, yeah, yeah. and I think it was I think it's just because of the subject matter being um, um, the mask, right? Yeah. Where we've all been, you know, there's been mandatory mask regulations. Um, hopefully, those will lift soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What yeah. Um, I was just doing the math as as, as we were as preparing for our chat. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know. It, in a, in a way, it's been a long two years. Mm-hmm. In another way, it just seemed to whiz by. Yeah. Um, a year hence, do, do you have an idea where we'll be a year from now, say? I don't have no idea. Um, I, I feel like there's going to be... Uh, well, I, you know, I, I think that the, the mental part of this pandemic is going to be hard for a lot of people, especially with healthcare workers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hope that both of these um, projects, I can donate something to the hospitals and and that um, and that I yeah I I hope that I hope that we get out and I'm I'm really looking forward to having, you know, uh, a normal <laughs> whatever normal is yeah. now, but. Uh, just having a you know a nice uh, time with friends and not having to worry about all the other uh, stuff of COVID. So exactly. hopefully in the next year that can happen. Yeah, but until then, um, people can go to the the uh, Dell Shindell Gallery there at UBC, mm-hmm. and and it'll be a safe experience for them, I'm sure, right? Oh, correct. Yeah, all yeah. the mat. Well, obviously the photographs are all safe, but the yeah. the um, I do have I have the mask. Quilt, the quilt, sorry, in um, a plexi box, and um, there's other masks, and they're all in plexi boxes. And uh, yep, yeah, as far as I know, the mask mandate is still on at UBC up at Chandel. And um, yeah, and so it's it's a really safe environment, and it's quite calm in there. I, I, it's a beautiful gallery, so hopefully people can make it up. It'll be a great place to reflect on these last two years, especially, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, and, and yeah. think about the future, if you will. Uh, yes. b- by the way, um, in terms, I, I mentioned uh, everybody having a device now that can take photographs and the sort. Mm-hmm. Do, do you yeah. think um, the kind of photographs we're taking, say, with our phones, as opposed to if we had cameras, say, five, ten, fifteen years ago, mm-hmm. do you think they're better today than they they were? 
Um, I think they're different. Um, I, I, you know, I actually use my iPhone for a lot of things, <laughs> mm-hmm. taking photographs and and that sort of thing. Um, I think it's, I think it's actually kind of interesting and um, cool that a lot of people that were that felt like they couldn't be a photographer. Um, feel like they can be now right and and if you're willing to play around with your with your phone and you can have some fun with it there's some pretty fantastic art out there with just phones um i do uh, i think that the printing technique for me anyways is mm-hmm. what's really important um and and i i like that i've you know i do have my photography background uh and i just find that um, I like pairing the digital part of it with the with the old way of doing the printing technique. It's kind of fascinating to me that uh, that you can do it right now. Mm, yeah, it, it's, um, it's it's great that there are professionals like you who do it because mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> there, there are too many people that think they are professionals and and um, are probably not. So yeah. <laughs> Uh, I appreciate your time today. Congratulations and, and good luck with, with everything and all the best. I appreciate your time today. Yeah, thank you. Hopefully you can make it to the show. Absolutely. <laughs> Love to see you up there. Thanks again. The exhibition is called Global Pandemic. It starts Wednesday the 3rd of March and runs until the 10th of April 2022. It's at the Dell Shindell Gallery at UBC 5800 University Boulevard. Visit michellehuseman.com for more, as well as uh, shindelgallery.ca. Michelle Huseman, join me on the line from here in Vancouver. I'm Joseph Planta.